right, I've got a tiny introduction. Uh, and and for those of you that know, um, that aren't here brand new, those of you that know, I feel like the Lord has opened my eyes pretty dramatically to an overlooked point of identity in the Scripture, and it has to do with us being and seeing ourselves and thinking of ourselves as being a child of God. And so I'm going to look uh, at one little tiny point, because what's happening is... I believe with all my heart this is true, and, I, and, and we're going to continue to build a, a, a case from the Scripture so everybody understands it. Jesus said something so simple and direct. He said, unless you uh, are converted and become as a little child, you'll never enter the kingdom of God. Man, if we just take that at face value, that's a significant thing. But then I think there's also a, a, a very strong case, and we've looked at it a couple of times, and, and I'm going to keep reminding us. In the very beginning of the Gospel of John, he points out that to as many as as received him, Jesus. Because he came to his own, his own didn't receive him. As many as receive him, uh, and, and those that believe in his name, he gives us the power to become children of God. And then, when Jesus is encountered by Nicodemus, and Nicodemus says, I know you're from God. We know you're from God, because nobody could do what you do. He could have responded anyway. He could have said, uh, well, bless you for seeing that. Yeah, I am You know, sent by the Father. He could have said, uh, heaven, uh, or, uh, it's not your, it's not man or flesh that's revealed this to you, like he did Peter when he said, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. Uh, but he didn't. He didn't say any of those things. What he said was, truly, truly, I say unto you, verily, verily, listen to me. I'm going to tell you the truth. Unless a man is born from above, born again, he will not even see the kingdom. And then he repeated it after he understood that Nicodemus knew what he meant, because Nicodemus said something about to the effect of, well, how can a man crawl back in his mother's womb? And he said, unless you're born from above, born from uh, the water and the Spirit, you will not enter the kingdom. So, this child thing is a big deal. Once I understood it to be a big deal, I started seeing things. And so let me share something with you real quick. You and I, and everybody, I believe, are linked to Father God. Now, this is a place in Ephesians where Paul says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. Now let me read just real quickly that, that passage in Ephesians. So that, that is verse 14, but I want to back up just a tiny bit. And, and Paul says, uh, where's it at? Okay, he says, I, this is back up in around verse 7. Of which I was made a minister, according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me according to the working of his power. To me, the very least of all saints, this grace was given to preach the, to the Gentiles the unfathomable riches of Christ. And to bring to light what is the administration. Can okay, now just listen to these words? I'm not going to try to teach on them tonight, but I want to sow them in our hearts so that when we take the time to dig in, they'll be there because uh, they're just they're amazing. The unfathomable riches of Christ, and to bring to light what is the administration of the mystery, which for ages has been hidden in God, who created all things, so that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church, to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly places. This was in accordance with the eternal purpose which he carried out in Christ Jesus our Lord, 
in whom we have boldness and confident access through faith in him. Therefore, I ask you not to lose heart at my tribulation on your behalf, for they are for your glory. And then he says this, For this reason I bow my knee before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. The scope of you and I as the child of the Father is huge, and it's easy to miss. This is the last little bit of the lineage of Jesus listed in the Gospel of Luke. Okay, So I started at the more familiar part for a couple of reasons. Son of Canaan, the son of Arphaxad, the son of Shem. Now we're getting into some names that probably we're familiar with. The son of Noah, the son of Lamech, the son of Methuselah, the son of Enoch, the son of Jared, the son of Mahalaleel, the son of Canaan, the son of Enosh, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. Now, these are the two names that would be very easy to focus on. The son of Noah, and the reason that I would focus on that is the passage we just looked at in Ephesians said, of uh, God and Father, of whom every family, every kindred derives its name. How can he say that? Every tribe, every continent, Noah. Every one of us comes through Noah. You see that? All right. And then Adam is the one we usually talk about. Adam is the one that the entire Western church has built its theology around. Adam is the one that, that determines our nature in our minds as a person. Adam is the one that fell and caused us to have a sin nature. And we start there defining ourselves. But the, the message of us being a child of God, conceived by the Father before the foundation of the world, strikes at the heart of Adam being the one that started this. It's not Adam. The first of relationship for your lineage and mine is that one. The Son of God. There's plenty to teach on there. I just want to sow that idea. When we say that God as our Father precedes Him as our Creator, that's not just making things up. It's the truth. And when we trace this lineage back, which is to, to, to link Jesus to where He is in the cosmos and the order of creation, yes, He's the second Adam because He's the Son of God. You and I are literally one of, away from the Son of God. That's what it means to be in Christ. 